0: All right. Hey, what's going on, everyone? How you doing? It's Micah Peller and Nickname Musa, host of the Something Like the Offseason Podcast. And I'm really excited about this next episode that I have for you guys. Had the opportunity to interview my former teammate and brother, Jared Green. You might recognize that last name. His dad is a Hall of Famer, Daryl Green. He might have been a better cornerback than I was. But in this, we really talk about, man, everything that Jared is doing, everything that he's done, what's inspiring him. Right. So for those who aren't familiar with this story, he played in the league for a second, left on his own volition and went out to start two very successful companies. He's also in the process of writing a book throughout the course of this this pod. I mean, you're going to see it's a little lengthy, but you recognize that there isn't a lack of quality in it. Uh, He talks a lot about relationships. He talks about not only relationships uh, with other people, but relationships within yourself, motivation, psychology around it, entrepreneurship technology. I mean, so many different things will cover and will cover well. I think you'll really appreciate it. I did my best to be quiet and listen. I think you'll really enjoy it. You guys know what to do. Like, follow, subscribe, all the different things. Really appreciate the traction. Really appreciate everyone tuning in and, and sharing You know, a lot of the clips and stuff like that. So have a good one. Enjoy this. God bless. And yeah, let's get to the episode. All right, here we go. JG, you already know what it is, brother. Happy to have you on the show. Going into the big yeah, four, you already know. Here we go. The first one.
1: Mm. What
0: was the moment in high school you knew you were destined for college? And what was the moment in college you knew you were destined for the L?
1: Oh, this is so good, man. Because I was talking to my dad about this the other day. So for those of you who don't know, my father's Daryl Green, Hall of Famer, NFL Top 100, played 20 years in the in, in the... Uh, NFL on the Washington Redskins. And so my dad told me when I was in ninth grade, he said, hey, if you want to be serious about football, let me know, but don't approach me if you're not serious. I didn't even talk to him for a year about football because I said, man, I wow. already know. Like yeah. I already know this is gonna be serious. He's like, hey, if you if you tell me you want to train with me, like, <laughs> then that's where we're gonna go. Like, but it but if you if you say that's what you want to do, then we're gonna go on that hill. We're gonna hit right. these two days. We're gonna go, we're flying to Texas, we're flying to Florida, like we're getting it in. So I didn't say anything my whole ninth grade year. Tenth grade in the middle of the season when I really felt like I could play. I said, Dad, I think it's time. It's time to go to the next level. He said, Okay, fine. Off season, tenth grade year, let's get it. When he took me out there, it was, it was the combination of a father's affirmation. right? Like, hey, hold on, boy. Who you been, you been watching something? Like, like you're moving like the cats that I play against. So right. like, man, you got something. So that was major for me hearing that. But then on the flip side, he was still training cats from the league. Right. So I'd be out there as a 10th grader running with these cats. And he'd be <laughs> like, man, you really can play. So, going into my 11th grade year, we won the state championship. That's when I started getting all the love like it it Listen, bro. My dad and I had a written contract. It still exists. He still has it. I came to him. I said, "Dad, this contract is for me to and this is this is a beautiful story of like the progress of our family." He was like, "Hey, I played ball, I made money, so I'm going to set aside your college tuition." For you to go to school, I earned that for you. I said, "Give me a, a percentage of that college tuition money because I'm getting a full ride scholarship." <laughs> so, so that was in the contract. I said, "I'm that's gonna fire. buy it. Out. You give me some of that cash when I go to school." Right. And and man, it all came to fruition. So for me, that's when I knew when I started communicating with my dad as a businessman, mm. as a as a as I was like a young pro. Right. And and from there, that turned into like. Training hard, traveling, getting it in, film study, meeting with other cats he was training. So that was big. And then here's the second wave. In college, it was my first game. I red shirted my first year at the University of Virginia mm-hmm. and we played against Southern uh um Southern California. Mm-hmm. On this team, bro, Ooh. they had Taylor Mays, Joe McKnight, Dog, Mark repeating. Sanchez, one of the Matthews brothers. Yeah. Uh Clay Matthews, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ray Maluga. I'm talking about just stacked. <laughs> just stacked. And we got dogged out. I mean, we just got our, as wool. Like, I was like, man, this is a <laughs> this is a terrible game. But the coach is like, hey, green, get in. Ooh. And all I'm thinking is, look, <laughs> we don't got nothing to play for other than pride and other than getting taped. Yeah. So y'all know that I can play. All right. They put me in the first play. I ran a um I ran a, a corner, mm. a corner route. And Taylor Mays, they were playing cover two. So I was hit trying to get to that honey hole. Taylor Mays was clamping down and I I flattened it a little bit yeah. to get to the sideline, got the sticks, jumped up, caught it, and and caught it over Taylor Mays. No cap. Right. Like caught it over Taylor Mays. I'm a little skinny yeah. red freshman. <laughs> and I and when I stood up, it's like you know, when, and we were home. Right. And even though we were probably down like I don't know 21-0. right? It was like when I got up, I heard the Ooh, like oh. man Jay Green, <laughs> the coach is looking at like you know <laughs> my dogs just got me up, and I was like man I can play right, and that that did it for me. That's it. Those two moments that did it for me.
0: Taylor Mays was man was a was a weapon, wasn't he?
1: Dude, this dude looked like the military, the CIA. They built him. <laughs> He looked like a, a creative player. He looked... <laughs> Which is perfect. He, he didn't need to be playing football. He needed to be fighting for the country, like <laughs> running out there like Wolverine.
0: <laughs> Which is perfect. Goes into the second question. Who was your toughest competitor? Like who is the who is the player that you played against that you were mm. like, man, this brother is crazy. Like I don't know what to
1: do with him. I'm going to go ahead and say... For, for a reason that I wouldn't have understood that I don't think I understood at the time mm-hmm. when we played the Jets and mm-hmm. my my rookie year, we played the Jets, I was on the Panthers, and everybody was talking about Rivas Island now he was a little older at the time mm-hmm. but like everybody was talking about him all those years. actually finishing high school, I heard about yeah, him yeah exactly and and it was like, man, this dude is real. So we go out there, we're warming up, and I'm like, man, he don't really look like no baller. Like he kind of got a regular, you know what I'm saying? No, no shade on him, but it was like, okay, this, you know. And I remember they were paying, they played cover two a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then out of nowhere they go, man, right. And the thing about him, he was the first player I ever played against that had brilliance. This dude knew everything that I was gonna do. I was like, I'm so frustrated because it's not about athleticism anymore. Right. Like it has nothing to do. I can run by him. I'm faster than him. It yeah. does not matter. He knows my routes. He yeah. knows our whole entire exactly. <laughs> he knows our whole entire scheme. Right. And it was like, yo, you're wasting your time if you think <laughs> you're about <laughs> if you think you're about to like shake him and move him. Cause he's not playing your move. He's playing the play. He understands the the play. He's looking at the quarterback. He's looking at the lineup. He's looking at you know, y'all two by one, whatever. And then he's like, "Oh, if y'all are, then that means you're probably gonna do this based on where we are on the field, right, dude?" People weren't thinking like that. Like everybody just wanted a ball, and and that actually transformed my career and my my just the way I attack anything because mm. I learned that the smartest man wins mm. in anything. And so, yeah, that was that was very very difficult uh, <laughs> uh, trying to compete against him. Uh, but but you know what? Aside from him. I had a guy that I loved to play against, and I played against him in college and in the in the NFL. His name is Marcus Van Dyke.
0: From Miami, this dude
1: from Miami, bro. Oh. We're the same exact age. We played against each other every time in uh, Miami or Virginia. And he was an athlete. He was fast. We had the same body style, mm. like just slim running mm-hmm. dudes. Mm-hmm. And man, I just appreciate that dude. Like if I ever see him, <laughs> I've played against him, I've pushed him, I've blocked him, I've caught a ball on him, he's, he's yeah. he's you know, broke up a pass on me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yes, uh, uh, my man uh, Rivas is on a high level, mm-hmm. but Marcus Van Dyke, I just, that's one of those cool, mm-hmm. like you, you meet a cat and you play against that right. cat for six years that's and you're crazy. like, yo, that's, that's really crazy. dope. Yeah. Shout out to that.
0: Next question. All right. Let's see where you at with this one. This is this is going to be interesting. Who's a player that you played with or against that you felt like never really got their full shot, right? That you feel like, man, if only they were given the opportunity, they probably would have mm. done something crazy, or if not for some sort of crazy injury, they would have been able to do something outstanding.
1: Man, you know what, bro? Me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> like let me say this other guy first because his name did pop up first his name is Reynard Horn okay. and he played running back at the University of Virginia when I was there okay from Baltimore mm-hmm. very fast very strong like had all of the measurables right and he just never got a shot like they just didn't you know one thing that you learn I tell the youngins all the time like when you go to a school or if you're playing in the league and you're playing on a the team they have a type and it's like if you don't look that way, it doesn't matter if you're more talented. It's like if you if you play in the SEC and you're a wide receiver, you're either very big, like very tall, and almost look like a tight end, <laughs> or you're a little slim thugger. You're a little small right, guy, right, right, right. and you get break. Like there is no like in between, in between that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so people don't understand that. So cats just go to schools of their their favorite school or that, or that someone told them to go to. But you have to have the body yeah. and the and the 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 movement. That that team prefers. The Patriots have always had the same type of receiver. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. Tall, slim guy. Shorts. Uh. Uh. Like short, little. Uh, switchy, West, West, walker guy, yeah. switchy, West Walker. Yeah. West yeah. Walker. Danny Amendola. Like, right. It's the same thing. It's Julian the same Neto. thing. Yep. The 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 uh, the Commanders always have a little small number one. This is why they don't ever win. <laughs> they have a small small number one guy. They got a Santana Moss playing as the number one guy. <laughs> They got uh M- M- McMullen or whatever his name is, McLaren, yeah. uh McLaren yep. or, or yeah N- uh, number seventeen, mm-hmm. small guy number one. Mm-hmm. If they would just make that guy the number two, but that's not what they do. They play with the number one guy, small. It goes all the way back to Gary Clark in the Super Bowls in the eighties. Wow. They've always had that number one guy is a little dude. Mm-hmm. So when you understand that, you understand who's going to get on the field and who's not. It doesn't right. matter about their about their talent. So Raynard Horn. Really, really talented cat. I think he, I think he should have got a, a a fair shot. If I'm a coach, I'm I'm learning this as a CEO and as a CRO and all the different companies I'm I'm, I'm working with. You got to find the space for certain players to just play, right. to just be themselves. You know, so shame on coaches for having talent and not knowing how to how to leverage that talent inside of the system that they have. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like that's where the next level is. The Greg Popoviches, right. Who were like, yo, I'm gonna make it work yeah. because you adjust had the, it to the team. yeah. You gotta the adjust the playing. system, and exactly, mm. exactly. So, so that's it. But on me, like, you know, I had a unique journey because when I went to UVA. I was red shirted. We had a big time wide receiver in Kevin Ogletree. Mm-hmm. And he, he just, was, he was that dude. He was in Dallas. K-O. Was he
0: in Dallas when you and I he, were there at the same time?
1: He, he was in Dallas while you were there. Oh, like, okay. I think you had signed and he was there and yeah. then he left and I took his number. I got 85. 85. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that was me, big bro. Like, I, I, yeah. man, a baller. He was nasty. A real baller. In fact, I could put him in this category too. Someone yeah, yeah. who like, why did this dude have a breakout night against New York? Uh, three touchdowns, I want to say. I'm ignorant. Crazy. And that was the same night that Odell on the other side of the ball had the crazy catch. That was the same night.
0: I was on the field. And, um,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you you were there. Yeah. And, and I was thinking, KO about to do work in Dallas for the next five years. Man, two years later, he ain't even there. Yeah. Like, I just don't even understand that. Mm-hmm. So, those are the things, but then you get into contracts. Okay. We got dads, we got miles, mm-hmm. we're paying them too much. Mm-hmm. We got these other cats, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was, it was hard, mm-hmm. but you know, for me, I always, this, this is a gift and a curse for me. I, I played the NF in the NFL. I played the game of football for leverage. Mm-hmm. I purposely went to the university of Virginia because in, in, in my neck of the woods, that is a prestigious college. And, and there's a lot of opportunities after of football in that. Okay. in school. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then I go to the Panthers as an undrafted free agent, make the team. I'm there for a year, but then I, I, I'm, I'm unrestricted. I can go anywhere afterwards. And I go, I'm Daryl Green's son, Washington Redskins legend. What if I go to the Dallas Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Like what, what would that be? Like, okay, I wear the star for life. Now I'm cool with Michael. Ler- you know, I'd already known Michael Irvin, yeah. Deion. Now I'm going into that fold. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make a business strategy. Let me put this let me, in my mind. I didn't even, I didn't even, I knew, but I didn't even know the power of it. I'm <laughs> right. like, I, I would have said it like this in hindsight. Yo, this is gonna be great for my LinkedIn. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I right. mean. Like, 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 this is gonna really set me up for more stuff in the future. Right. So, you know, that was the way I approached the game. The problem is, the coaches that knew that, like, that felt that. They didn't give me a shot because it's like, man, this dude is way he's different right he's an intellectual, yeah, he's staying after he's doing stuff in the community, like this guy really right. isn't as passionate about the game as he is about all the things that surround the game, but just like I said in business, you find that person who's intrinsically motivated right. by whatever it is that motivates them, and they put the output you know they they perform right, and you just let them do what they do unfortunately I didn't have. You know the coaches that we had right. in Dallas, like they didn't—they didn't have time for that. Now, I'm—I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm get—I'm gonna get off this tangent, but I understand now. Them dudes was on the hot seat, <laughs> so on the hot seat, you can't necessarily right. be like Take taking risks. chances, yep, in risk. So, I so I get it. It's all love, but I feel like if I woulda, and I left the game on my own merit, so I'm grateful for that. You know, remember at the time we were playing concussion the movie was coming out (laughs) like like bro lockouts it was so much stuff going around the game that makes a dude think about life right and like maybe i should so you know it's all that but i the cats this this is this is why i have no regrets and i have no weird feelings about my my football career let alone my nfl career because every cat that i that watched me play or was in i was in the same locker room with or played against me and covered me one-on-one they know I was, I was, I was like that.
0: I'll attest.
1: <laughs> I'll attest.
0: It's on the internet. JG Pellerin, you got me. Hey, I knew. Hey, look, I was trying to make the team. I knew when I saw you coming up there. Man, I'm tired, <laughs> man. My hamstrings. I ain't look. Anything past 12 yards, I don't want that on tape. Now with
1: with 85, now with 85. And that's how we met, like it was so cool (laughs) because we was going in, going in, and then we went in for the film session, everybody else was gone. You (laughs) was in the room, I was in the room, and then it was like, yo, who's it? Oh, okay, and then you was like, yo, I'm actually watching your film. I was like, what? He's like, bro, and you was rewinding it. (laughs) <laughs> you, was, I, I think I was doing some double moves oh, yeah. to the top. Oh yeah. And you was like, yo, Straight this vert. is crazy. And, Straight and vert. then it was like the respect. Cause was like, man, you got good feet mm-hmm. too. And and then, you know, knowing that I did grad school at Southern mm-hmm. in, in Baton Rouge. So it was just cool how it all came about. But like what I like hang my hat on mm-hmm. is like, when I see you, you're like, yeah, that dude could play. 100%. Uh, I was, I was, I was at an event, NFLPA event, like two years ago, saw mm-hmm. Cam Newton, he was like, of all the cats that could run up under the ball I throw, you were that dude. Come on. Like, I'm like, man, to hear cats say that, you know, is just really refreshing. Hear coaches say that. So, yeah. man, I don't, I can sleep at night. I ain't worried about it. You know that, what I mean? And, and that's anything,
0: man. It's about your respect. And it's, it's about the respect you have from your peers. Because if you don't have that, yeah. the other stuff doesn't matter. You know what right? I mean? So Right. So, on that, on that wave, that brings us to number four. What is the nicest thing a coach has ever done for you?
1: I think that actually this is going to be easy mm-hmm. and and this cat has taken a lot of flack over the, over the last few weeks in the news, uh, the last few years. <laughs> uh, Ron Rivera, the mm-hmm. head coach yeah. uh, at the time of the, of the Pan- Carolina Panthers. My, for me, I tell people all the time when I got into the NFL, it wasn't, I'm in the NFL. It was, this is my first job out of college.
2: Mm. So
1: this is a, this is a great opportunity. This is my executive. You know, I, I, I work for Jerry Richardson. He's the CEO. uh, uh, I I work for uh, Ron Rivera, who is my chief supervisor. Right, and then I've got Fred Graves and Ricky Pro, who are my direct. You know, I'm directly reporting to them. Right, right. And so I, I attacked it that way. My dad, you know, this is the perks of having a father who played. He's like, hey, this is a business. Like, you're going to go work for these executives. You're going to go perform and you're going to have performance reviews and you're mm. going to have to do all the things necessary to make the team. Right. And he said, you have one goal. I said, what's the goal, dad? He said, the goal is the first Tuesday in September that the coach walks in and goes, all right, everybody, let's get ready for week one. Mm. He said, he said, you need to be in the room and here. Let's get ready for week one. And so I'm grateful that that's what I, that's what happened. So right. Ron Rivera played a special role in that two things he did. Number one. When I got there, he invited me and like a few other, like hand-selected cats to come to dinner at his house. His wife cooked, we were at his house. We actually did a little pool party. Nice. Luke Keekly, Joe Adams, Lamont Bryant, me, uh, some other cats. Like we really got to hang with him. And it was a release for me because I got to see another side of him early. So this is like, this is during like OTAs. So we haven't even gotten to training camp. And so I needed to see this side of him when the going got tough in training camp and right. when, you know, when you, when you learn your way, making mm-hmm. mistakes, whatever, I needed to, I was able to ground myself by being like, Hey, that dude really appreciates you as a human being. So like he might be being hard on you right now, but that's because he really cares. Right. So that, that was the first thing that he did. The second thing was, you know, fast guys, we heard our hamstrings and our groins. <laughs> it just is what it is. That's <laughs> what we do. And so one day I came to practice, and my groin was just jacked up. Like, mm-hmm. man, because you know when you try to make the team, you run it, running. You running. You, hey, track me. You running. track me.
0: <laughs> running.
1: Bro, running. I was so man. I was running so hard every day. At night, I'm I mean, I'm cold plunging. I'm yeah, I'm Norma Tech. I'm I'm everything. I'm just getting myself <laughs> right, bro. I'm I'm getting it. And I just sometimes when you're trying to make the team. Your body can't keep up with the output. Mm -hmm. And so, man, I was hurting and he saw me, which is like, man, how did you recognize me? It's a hundred dudes out here. Mm -hmm. He saw me, goes, Jared. He's like, he's like, that that groin, that groin ain't feeling right, is it? I said, no. He said, listen, I know you're trying to make this team. He said, but you've shown me enough that I don't need you to practice today or tomorrow. Take these two days off. I'm a undrafted rookie. Taking two days off during train. This was in training camp. This is a fast forward to training camp. Taking two days off of training camp. Now, I don't want to take two days off. I don't want to. You <laughs> right. know, they say they say don't be in the training room. You know, mm-hmm. but he was like, "Listen," and I, I mean, he grabbed me close. He's like, "Hey, hey, Jerry, listen. I know you can play." He's like, "And you've been running." He said, "Running." Take these two days off. He said, Do we, "Today, just you just don't need to go to practice." Uh, you're gonna beat in practice, but you don't need to be on, uh, on the on the field. And tomorrow we're gonna be shorts anyway. We're doing more walkthrough, so you good. Just coast it out. And I'm like, wow, like, and remember, here's another thing because I'm really man. As you ask these questions, these are good questions because I some of this stuff you don't even think about, no, you don't even talk about. You forget about you know for years, you forget about it. I realize now like what was going on in my life and like the pressure and like trying to prove to myself and everything. And to hear somebody say that at that very time, it was like whoa. Because remember, I wasn't the number one guy in no. Virginia. I wasn't the number one guy. Even at Southern, I was. I was number two. I, I balled out, but yeah. I was number two. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, you know, you know, when you're in high school or you're in college, and there's that dude that mm-hmm. gets all the, I wasn't that dude. Yeah. yeah. So it was my first time ever. And how Great. about this? Is in the league is <laughs> in the league your first time ever getting preferential treatment mm-hmm. because someone sees value in you. That spoke like uh, like a lot of life and love to me. And then then it made me want to play for him even more.
0: Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So you're done playing ball, you are leaving yep. your own volition. One of the things that, you know, I recognized in you earlier, you know, when when we first met was just the level of professionalism I think we both mm. shared and demonstrated. Right? Yeah, and I Yeah. I think it was I think it was a great analogy earlier how you described Playing for the Panthers, right? Like, who was the CEO, et cetera, et cetera, and down the, and down the org. You left, and once again, I know the phone was ringing. Oh yeah, you didn't yeah. pick it up. That was You're, tough. You know, we fast forward. You know, let's and let's let's bury the lead. Everybody, he's successful. He's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's humble. He's gonna be too humble to say it. he's doing great.
1: Man, it's, it's, it's a good time.
0: Talk to me. Talk to me about the confidence you had to start to start your own thing. Yeah, how you built yeah. that. You know, as you started to found these different companies, because I think the thing that I, that I that I want you to really speak on is, you know, just the confidence and the awareness to do something mm. like that, having never done it before. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you at that time you had the wife.
1: Kids talk yeah talk, yeah, yeah talk to
0: me talk to me talk to me about where, Man, where you, this is, where you this is so
1: good and I I'd be dead wrong to not bring up the origin. Remember my dad was playing in DC, Washington, DC for twenty years. Right. And with that comes White House visits, mm-hmm. Kennedy Center, you know, major uh NAACP awards mm-hmm. and and uh uh community service and and urban league and Microsoft, and all all of the stuff that he was involved in, and he would take me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just this little boy. I mean, I'm talking about starting at like six six years old. Like just pulling up. I got my little suit on. He's like, hey man, we're going in here. He's like, you got two things that I need from you. Two things. He's coaching me in the car. He said, number one, anytime there's a group of people having some sort of conversation, he said, I need you to join the conversation. Mm -hmm. That means you're gonna have to have something to say. So he was like, get your something to say ready right now while we're walking in, so that when they're in the conversation and then they look to you, you can bring up whatever that current event is or whatever that thing that you're passionate about. But you need to be able to jump in. So that was like big for me, because I was like, man, I'm I'm jumping into adult conversations, which most of my friends, their parents are like, stay out of grown folks business. (laughs) They're like, hey, get in this business. So that was major. The second thing was he said, hey, make sure that you're learning like you're going in here and you're extracting more information. So all I would do was take conversation A at the White House and then bring it to conversation B at the Kennedy Center, mm-hmm. then to conversation C. So I'm pulling all these conversations. So as a kid, they're like so impressed because I'm like, yeah, um, you know, I was looking at, you know, whatever I was mm-hmm. talking about, like how they're going to how they're going to revamp Southeast D.C. and. and It's really unique. And I'm 12, you know, it's like, and they're like, wow, like, how'd you know about all this? Oh yeah. You know, my, my dad, you know, we go on good hope road and we travel over here and we, we've adopted these two schools and you know, it's really about passion and I'm young. Right. So that teed me up is like my dad knew, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't (laughs) even know if he's going to play football, but he's going to know how to talk. Right. And so, so I think 90, 90% of business is communication. Mm. And, and, and what's packed in that communication is knowledge and confidence and knowledge breeds confidence. So for me, Mm. when I'm in these conversations, I've had, I have knowledge, right? So the knowledge makes me more confident about the conversation, which then the conversation leads to an actual connection that we can, that can be fruitful. So fast forward, mind you, while we're in Dallas, right? We remember we go to the party at the Lexus Club, yeah. Preseason, yeah. They're giving us the Dre Beats headphones yeah. and all that stuff. It's all us, all all the players. But then I'm seeing all these other cats with these suits on and their sponsors. Man, I was like, I've been here before. I'm about to walk over there and start talking to them cats. Come on, man! I got like 17 cards and <laughs> I had people's emails and oh yeah, you know I'm I'm not, and now I'm 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 reading and I'm wow. learning different things. So. I remember meeting I remember meeting like former players uh investors right. I mean just all sorts of people at night and so you know that that's that's where I was at at that moment so when you when you give me more time in my day and now I'm not playing anymore, oh man I'm going to every mixer I'm going to every event come on and i my goal was no shade on the NFLPA or the trust or anybody like that my 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 goal was to be in spaces where we're not right. So that I can move in a whole different way, because when you go to the PA stuff, it's like, okay, we're all here to 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 receive, right? We're not here to give. Mm. And and for me, I wanted to be in spaces where I could give. Yeah. People ask me like, hey, what 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 are you passionate about? Oh, I'm passionate about organizational design, putting the right people in the right seats on the right bus. And to help people find their intrinsic motivation and their purpose so they can see alignment between their personal life and their professional life and then build ma- amazing teams. Like I'm talking like that. Right. So, so when it's time to like make that connection, they're like, man, that dude was so special. Like he was talking about intrinsic motivation and, and like, <laughs> like self determination theory. And he's quoting books. He's talking about, you know, James Clear. He's talking right. about, you know, this person. And so that, that separated me. Right. And, and you, you, you know, it's just like sports. This this is why I love sports so much. In sports, you come to camp, what do you want? You want to have the differentiator. Right. That dude is faster than everybody. That dude is stronger than everybody that dude can got sure hands or that guy, whatever. So I want to be that in the, in the mix, in the business mix. Right. It's like, Whoa, that dude, is a former player. So he understands teams, but he also is like a little psychologist, mm-hmm. you know, like he's <laughs> like a psychologist junior, you know? And, and so, you know, when they, when they leave, they're thinking, man, if I have that problem, I'm going to call that guy. Cause that guy, I like his perspective. I like right. how he approaches whatever. So the confidence and the knowledge has been everything for me. Right. And, and, and when I stop playing ball, the hunger, right? From making a uh, the hunger that we would have when trying to make a team mm-hmm. was the hunger that I had when trying to build a business and then build multiple. But 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 why not? Why not jump
0: out and work for someone for like a Fortune One out the gate?
1: So <clears throat> there were two things that I was that I was up against. One was <laughs> the stats. Yes. The stats were if you stop playing football, you're gonna laugh at this. You either work at a gym and train kids. You either are a commentator, right? You are um, a uh, uh, you'll get into coaching. Yeah, you're coaching the league, or coaching college, coaching high school. Yeah, or you go and try to get a job at the PA, or you try to get a job, right. you know, somewhere. So everybody was doing the same thing. No knock on that. You got to find a way to move. Yeah. You got to get active. Got to do something. Don't sit still. When you stop playing football, do not sit still. No matter what Best thing you do, no matter what, no matter so what. I don't care if you. I don't care if you ride on the back of a trash <laughs> truck, like do something move. So I knew that was, I was up against that. Mm. The second thing was I felt that, that my wiring, the way that I'm wired, I could not be a real true employee. The, mm. NFL, the NFL has two types of players. You have innovators slash entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and then you have more uh, role players, company, company type cats. No knock on either one of them. The company cats last longer. Right. We know those guys. guys. <laughs> we know boom. those guys. We know those guys. They've been on the same. Uh, I remember this dude named Colin Jones. He was uh special teams like for 12 years. Come on. Like, like, Jeff he's going on on, he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. Come on. So I get that. But then there were us who just thought outside the box. We probably gave our coaches hell. Like it was just, we were just different type cats. And I knew that. You have the, uh, so, you, so let me get into my, 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 my psychology of it. So when you talk about self-determination theory, it's just the theory that you can't motivate people. Me, people motivate themselves. So as a leader, you have to create space for me to motivate me, not to motivate me. So there were cats that needed the rah-rah. They needed Eric Thomas to come in the locker room and, and, and yell. Like they needed that. Right. We didn't need that. We were like, yo, you can't motivate me. Like I'm, I'm motivated on some, on a whole nother plane. And so, right. So, so for me, it was like, okay, self-determination theory. We're talking about purpose, relatedness, and autonomy. What is the purpose? Why am I here? What am I trying to accomplish? Okay. What is the relatedness? What's my relationship to the role, to the job that I'm doing? And then autonomy. Do I have the psychological safety and the space to make mistakes, to overcome, to try different things, to dream a little bit? And in football, you have that because right. when the, you might be, they might be on you micromanaging you all week, but when the game starts and you're on that field, they can't micromanage you. Is 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 snap. The ball is snap and you do what you do. Right. So I couldn't find that in business. So I had to create it for myself. Mm. I said, you know what? I'm going to create a company where I'm actually not a part of a company. I'm serving multiple companies. And, and, and that, really unlocked something in me like okay I'm going to go over here and and coach these people I'm going to go over here and design workshops I'm going to go over here and create a learning management uh uh, uh platform you know I'm going to do all of these different things for all of these different organizations and that actually made me more it kept me more agile I had to solve problems across across numerous functions you know I had to Coach some of the most complex problems that I had no clue right. how to how to how to solve those problems, so I had right. to spend time and really get into. But I was also the boss, so like I had the I autonomy it. to move around Let's and, see and what do what at. I do. So, I love that. so yeah, that's I love that's that, that, that was big for me. I love that answer. One of
0: the things I know about you: people will look on your LinkedIn, people will see you talk about it a lot. Corporate athlete. Oh man, yeah, corporate that. athlete. I love that. Talk to Man. me about that. Where did that come from? Because I feel like it ties into all that you're doing. We're talking about it, it right? It's, it's a natural it segue. Talk to me about corporate athlete.
1: Man, corporate athletes is a mindset. And <clears throat> and I think, you know, when, when you think about sports, you think about Nike, like what was the brand that like backed the player? Jumpman, Tiger Woods brand, Nike umbrella. And so with the corporate space, What I've seen over the last, I don't know how long we've been in this thing, like 13, 14 years, whatever. is like, I keep seeing the same guys looking at sports as like their hobby or the thing that they love to do and then they golf and whatever. But then when it's go time, they're jumping on planes, whatever. I'm just talking like executives and salespeople and and all these different people. So I was like, yo, the, the joke's on them. They're watching the games and saying, man, I could never do that. But they're not seeing themselves as athletes, right? So I say, you know what? Why don't we transition? Let's meet in the middle. The athletes, the former athletes, mm-hmm. we're jumping in corporate, right? But the corporate cats are the new athletes. Right. Like they're, they're they're making big checks. You right. go into tech. Like I remember when I was on the Raiders, <laughs> we we were we, <laughs> when I was on the Raiders, they were like, "Yo, during the off season, you have the the freedom to go to Silicon Valley. We got some programs there." Right. Man, I remember I was making probably like maybe like 515 mm-hmm. uh, base salary. Mm-hmm. And I met a cat that had like a quick startup, like just a little something, something. And my man like had raised 17 million <laughs> in, like the first, in the seed round. And I was like, you made 17 million? And he's like, yeah, man, we, you know, blah, blah. That's that woman like, like, Wall Street. Uh, Show me the checks up right now. I leave my dad right, right now. now, I swear. Right now, <laughs> bro, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like, y'all y'all over here playing with computers, and I'm over here taking risks with my brain, you know, my my brain, my back, my shoulders, my knees, and y'all out here like in a real cozy, right, uh, uh, yeah. kind of vibe, wearing you know, sandals type, come type, on, yeah, like wearing sandals and a V neck, <laughs> like with the deep V neck, the deep cut, and and y'all just making money, and I said, man, I got to learn something, and something right. something hit me right. when I was in Cali, and I was like yeah, it's time. Right. I remember being in, hey, forgive me Raiders organization, but I remember being in special teams meeting and I was writing a business plan. <laughs> I, I, I was on a, <laughs> I'm in the back with my notepad up and I'm like, okay, I could do this. Okay, I could do that. What if I coach these people? Right. Like, So my mind was already spinning because I had the exposure. Mm-hmm. So corporate athletes is about bridge, bridging the gap between the corporate athletes, the, the cats in corporate that are making plays, right. and then the former athletes that are trying to figure out that transition. Because unfortunately, over the last 100 years, we've had the worst exit from uh, of any sport, football. We transition out, and most of us struggle with mental health. We struggle with resources. We struggle with family. We struggle with all these different things, and there's not a good segue. So what happens if if I got a 100 of... of some of the most respected football players I've ever played with or seen or or, or met. And then a hundred of some amazing hiring managers, uh, amazing hiring managers and executives and all these people. And I put them in a room. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? We're going to run. We're going to train. Right. Then we're going to go into the whiteboard. Like we're going to, we're going to go to the next level. So I'm creating uh, a a a network, right? And I don't even have a business plan yet. Like right. this is all just organic, right? I got a dope logo, <laughs> so I'm gonna drop merch. I'm dropping merch this this spring. Love it. Um, where cats just are rocking it, but it's more of a lifestyle. Like, yo, I'm a corporate athlete. Everybody yeah. that wears it is a corporate athlete. I love it. Whether love you came from the field or the court or whatever, yeah, or you came from corporate, exactly. we're meeting in the middle in this space because we it. know the corporate people are now saying man, I got to attack this more like an athlete. Exactly. Then the man, athletes are saying, fine. man, I got to attack this more like a, you know, so, yeah. so that's, you know, for me, man, I hit up execs all the time. Hey man, we're running five miles a day. Where are you at? What, what, take me, take a picture, send it to me. What you, what mm-hmm. you doing? Yeah. You know, or Hey, I'm PR in the night. Like yeah. I'm doing two a days. Mm-hmm. First, first 22 days of 2024, we're doing two a days. Like I'm talking that talk that they love, you right. know, like the corporate exactly. cats love that and it's opening the door for athletes to be normalized right. in the corporate space. So, yeah, I'm very passionate about that as you can tell. I already um, know. so the merch is going to drop. I've got a um I've got a concept of of a um learning management system that'll be powered by AI right. where people can get language models that'll teach them about uh, and I might be going ahead but like Little. language models about, you know, it could be a level 1 which is like Resume building, right. uh, job interviewing—we got some crazy technology that we have built. Um, mm-hmm. This is through through Engage, which we'll get into, mm-hmm. but but we're leveraging those tools for corporate athletes, so people can be game ready. I love um, it. on both sides. I so, love. Yeah, it. it's it's, it's it, really good.
0: You you man, like you said, man, we get into it. You one of the things that's super super evident, right? Just in talking to you is that you're passionate about helping people, right? Yeah, you're passionate about. Networking, engaging, supporting people as they, how they need to be supported and finding curated ways to do that, like that yeah. are supported by, you know, the education that you've that you've uh, gone under to kind of like understand how best to inform these people as mm-hmm. far as like best practices, et cetera, et cetera. Engage is just that. I'm curious yeah. if you can just give us a one liner about engage, mm. like a quick elevator about engage. And then, you know, like I said, I'm hearing the thirst for knowledge. Obviously, I'm in tech. I'm hearing AI. Talk to yeah. me first about Engage, how, how you started there, and then we'll go, into, we'll go into the technology that's
1: supporting it now. Okay, this is good. So, so the caveat is there's Engage 365, which is my, my, my legacy company. Mm-hmm. And Engage 365 is simply an organization that's designed to engage Entry-level employees to mid-level management, every day. Mm. It's so simple because the most engaged players make the greatest plays. When you think about football, this is the origin of Engage365. You think about football, we had masseuses, we had chefs, we had nutritionists, we mm. had special teams coaches. We we had all we had. Some cats had uh, mental health coaches, mm. uh, life coaches. You got all this engagement. So when you're ready to play, you play at a high level because right. of what you've been engaged in, the best the best facilities and all those things. So what I, what I realized was there's a discrepancy uh, regarding engagement in the workforce. Mm. So you own a Chick-fil-A, you know, and you have a hundred employees and those a hundred employees are hitting it hard in the paint with these crazy drive-thrus and, and, you know, the disgruntled uh, employees, guests and Mm. new employees being hired on a consistent basis. So they're having to be agile, fast, Uh, aggressive, competitive, all those things. And yet they don't have a whirlpool. Mm -hmm. They don't have a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. They don't have a... So they're they're not... They don't know how to tap into the humanity of their job. And that's why they don't last. So I said, okay, let me see how I can bring the athletic uh, preparation and experience um, and and that level of engagement to an entry-level employee. Because I, I learned... Turnover is costing you six figures, sometimes seven. So we need to we need to figure this out. And then disengagement can cost you even more. Then you got quiet quitting, you got all these different things that are associated mm. with that. So the most engaged employees make the greatest plays, right. and then and then that's how your business thrives. That's how Engage 365 started. Right. Now, be as cool. you know, this has been the hardest challenge with anybody that I've ever met that's ever had a company that was based on their skill, mm-hmm. their their talent, their personality. I didn't know how to scale. So I started out working with four Chick-fil-A's. Next thing you know, I spoke at their regional conference. Now it's 62. And now it's 62 Chick-fil-A's from New York to, uh, you know, down South and then over to Huntsville, Alabama, and then uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona and Little Rock, Arkansas. So now I'm traveling. I'm on planes all the time. And I'm like frustrated because I'm like, I know that, yes, it's valuable when I'm in the room, but I can't be there on Monday. I I used to say that all the time. What happens on Monday? Mm-hmm. so so you know so so like you you have this great presentation with me on saturday or friday or whatever mm-hmm. and then monday comes and then you you're right back to square one right and so what could i do to help you well we we launched the engage uh hub mm-hmm. so the engage hub was this 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 uh one stop shop with all the content uh book readings but then you could also have community so it was like a facebook like a corporate facebook mm-hmm. um but but what made it special was we were developing it custom for each organization. Exactly. So you were inside your own world. You didn't have to worry about, you know, someone from another him. company reaching yeah. out to you. Like, no, you're just in your little world. And so we ran with that for a while. Um, the, And the pandemic forced me to get into that space. Right. And so we ran for, uh, ran with it for a while. And then I met a gentleman named Calvin G, mm-hmm. who is now, I've just made him CEO mm-hmm. of Engage. So, mm-hmm. so Engage work was an offshoot from Engage 365 and Engage Work came about because Calvin, who is a tech wizard, one of the greatest developers ever, but more of an innovator, more mm-hmm. of a, a just a this dude beat out Uber in another country. And there's a foreign country <laughs> that he beat out because he developed an app that was better. Oh and, wow. and 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 he like he's like that. He's great. He's like that. Of course. Like of course. building robots in high school. So like this dude's different. And and so he was like, man, I think that what the problem is, in addition to the disengagement, is we're going up against people who are working in organizations with these right, and, and with TikTok and all this different technology that's advancing on a consistent basis. And we still want them to use the basic LMS tools right. that are watch this video, fill out this questionnaire that he said, it's not the world has changed. Right. So, right. so man, he was like, let's create avatars right. that grow with you. Let's create language models where, where you can have on the job training, instant access to information right now. Wow. Let's, let's download all of the information, uh, on a, on a, on a safe, you know, server right. and, and let that information shoot into a learning management system that's more dynamic. Shoot into a GPT, right. shoot into um, VR. Like, mm-hmm. let's just transform the company. Mm-hmm. And so we started. We started last year, and we started building out some stuff and piloting some stuff for for some potential clients. And people started going, "Whoa, huh. can you do this?" And then we we became more bespoke. Like, okay, yeah, right. we can do that, but this is how we're gonna build it. And but it's all coming together as one. So now I've gone from just employee engagement to operations, you know, and, and, and then like estimating numbers right. and, and, and saving companies yeah. thousands do- or millions of dollars. Now, here's the thing, hmm. this is my differentiator. If you want to talk about an elevator pitch. Come on. For me, there's a, there's a morality, there's a, there's a, a consciousness that right. comes with artificial intelligence. Ethics. Yep. And because I have, and this is why I'm grateful for my life and the exact way that it went down. Because I started with Engage 365 consulting and coaching. If I didn't, then I probably wouldn't care as much about the people as we're doing the technology. So our goal is not to replace people with technology, right. but to supercharge you with technology. Come on. I tell our clients all the time, it's like the wristband. When I was in the game, I can't talk to my coach, but I got the wristband on my arm. Right. So it's going to make me, I can, I can make a play right now right. and know the play right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in the old days, it's like, coach what we got let me run back to the yeah, sideline yeah. you know so so for me that's what we're doing with employees you're not being replaced you're being supercharged we call you a cyborg mm. we, we're we putting you because i just watched uh creator yeah, Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie's hard yeah the movie's hard yeah. um so i'm learning that in this new wave in this new era this is this is no different than a um than a bionic arm right
2: like it's just an extension, an extension. our phone is yeah. an
1: extension of us you're always but looking what for happens it. We're always looking for What happens when you no longer need this, and now it's going to be more of a language model, a conversational AI, mm-hmm. where it's just happening all throughout the day? What right. happens when you're able to teach your uh, teach the technology to respond in the way that you respond to emails? Exactly. Now you don't have to be bogged down. Beautiful. The real the, and, and here's the elevator pitch. So that was the tee up. That was mm-hmm. the walk in the lobby to mm-hmm. the elevator. The thing is, people are not optimizing their talent. Mm. so the best way for me to help you optimize your talent is to get rid of the things that you don't need to do you and i did not tape our own legs or our own ankles yeah we didn't massage our own backs we didn't we didn't we didn't do any of those things someone else did it for us right so why so we could focus on the game exactly so now employee engagement goes up because he's he or she is focusing solely on their passion and their talent right opposed to oh, i gotta do these long reports nope nope use the gpt the report will be done in 5 minutes come on that's where it. we're going i
0: love yeah. it i love it and here's the thing i think a lot of people don't know about you i mean we're the same age but we're living different lives <laughs> you're married how many kids do you have yeah. now Mar-
1: married with four kids uh, uh 11 years Beautiful. 11 years married beautifully married uh, yeah. wife's amazing I mean, yeah
0: you've started these companies you're traveling all around you're successful mm-hmm. at what you're doing yeah when what does your personal recovery, what does your personal peace? What does your personal yeah. time look like? I think for a lot of former athletes, one of the things that they struggle with is, our lives are so, you know, programmatic, because yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, hey, wake up, eat, work out, practice, film,,, yeah. et etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. You're in a space where you've created an infrastructure across your different companies, and that's mm-hmm. a lot of work. I don't, you know, anybody who's ever started, anybody who's in business in general understand what it takes to be successful, especially when you have a pride in performance, especially when you're, you know, constantly having to innovate, right? You were hearing the iterations in Engage as it is, right? So constantly innovating to make it better. Four children. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have one, right? You know (laughs) what I mean? But I used to have dogs. I know it's more than more intensive than that. A wife, Mm -hmm. right? Yep, You just moved. You're in Texas right. now. Yeah. Talk to me about your, your, your ability to understand what it means for Jared to be the best version of himself from post-ball <laughs> to where you are now.
1: The number one thing in life when you talk about relationships, because whether it's my children, whether it's my wife, whether it's, it's, it's anybody that I'm associated with that I'm connected to, it always comes down to agreement. So the question is, what are you agreeing to in this relationship? And so I made it a a, a a very, I was very intentional about telling my wife, listen, this is who I am. I move, when I'm moving and grooving, that's the best version of me. That's that's what you want. And here's the deal. We grew up in the era, we grew up in, in like the transitional period between like, what's the status quo, what's the norm of the American household? And then now we're in this new age where like there's a lot of different things. A lot of different stuff, know. yeah. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. I was eating sushi last night and this girl came in there and had a light on her phone and she was recording all this stuff. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh yeah, this is how she gets her money. Yeah. Like, she's, she's working. Yeah. But she ain't gonna do nothing throughout the week. Like she's <laughs> right. she gonna record right. that, she's gonna do a review, it's gonna get 5 million uh, views and she's yeah. gonna put that on TikTok. Like it's a different right. era. Like, right. Nobody would do that 10 years ago. No. You know? So I say that to say, I, I told, I told my, my father, my dad's my best friend. I told mm-hmm. my dad and then I told my wife, I said, listen, most of my friends, most of y'all's friends or, or to my wife, most of your girls, husbands and boyfriends, and, and they are at work all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Nine to five, sometimes later, depending on what they do. Right. They only get that early morning with the kids, and then the late evening, and then they, they look ahead to weekends, you know, mm. uh, for, for their time of relational, to build relational equity. Well, look at me. I might go on a five-city stretch for two weeks. Let's say 10 days. I go, because I try not to go away for longer than, longer than 10 days. And that's like when you're really grinding. Right, But yeah, right. everything's gotta be lining up, right? So I go on that stretch, right? When I come home, I ain't going to work at nine. You're gonna see me for thirty days or or, or twenty days right. straight.
2: Right. Now,
1: to the world, they're seeing that I was at this event and and the LinkedIn and this and that, but they don't realize what I'm doing throughout the week. Right. You know, it's mostly calls, it's mostly um, uh, internal stuff that we're doing with the team, mm. and and I'm I'm moving like an athlete. We got team meeting, and then after that, hey, lunch on own. Oh. <laughs> you know, like figure yourself out. Like, hey, we just checked into the hotel. <laughs> We got time. Meetings are are at eight o'clock. So we got here at two. Figure yourself out. Those, those season. So for me, it's, it's all about agreement. What is our norm? I don't care what people say. People are going to come over. Jerry is always gone. (laughs) Oh, man. How do you deal with the kids and all this stuff? Nah, let's tell the truth. (laughs) <laughs> your your dude gone more than I am. Like it's just, it's just it doesn't feel like because he's in the same city, you know. Ooh. So we we rearrange the way that we look at this, right? Like Ooh. like for me, I take flights like other people take car rides. I don't ride in traffic. Right. I don't. I, why did I? Why would I need to ride in traffic? I don't. I don't. My office is in the house. I don't right. have to. And I'm a WeWork member, so if I want to go somewhere, I can go. But I don't have to be at the office at a specific time. Nobody's telling me when to, when to be wherever I need to be. So because of that, okay, I know that I'm not taking any meetings till 10 o'clock. So I have phenomenal mornings with right. my wife and with my kids. Okay. Uh uh, I don't I don't do a lot of meetings on Fridays. I really like never do meetings on Fridays. Mm. Fridays is 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 for creativity. It's for closing right. out the week. It's for getting inspired about uh something for next week. So I created that. Right. You know, uh Monday's meeting Monday. I'm gonna load it up. Tuesday, we're gonna have a couple of things to spill over. And then we're going to do business development Wednesday and Hmm. Thursday. We're going to try to close some stuff. You know, we'll talk about some development Friday. We're going to get creative Saturday, Sunday, we do whatever we want to do. You know, we have, have a good time. So who's really gone more, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, like I'm at the house. (laughs) house. And this is important for, because I can hear someone listening to this right now saying, well, he, is he present? Is he (laughs) on? (laughs) I'm absolutely on. Like I'm on family time when I'm on family time. Uh, uh, I'll leave my phone. We'll go, we'll go eat. We'll go out. Mm-hmm. I'll leave my phone to the house. Like I'm, 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 I'm able to be very present. And now I work really hard for that. Like Ex- meditation, a, dopamine yeah. detoxes. Like I stare at white walls. I tell yeah. people all the time, like I will sit in a room, put a chair up to the wall and stare at that wall to retrain my brain, to not think that it needs to scroll, swipe, like look up some, I'm training my brain to ground itself. Okay. Come back. We're good. You know, I spent a lot of time in the gym. I'm sweating. I'm hydrating. I'm, uh, I'm walking mm-hmm. and, and I've learned the correlation between walking and the way that we think. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm doing all the work. I also got right. a therapist and a, and a, and right. a, and a, and a master coach. Yeah. So like all of those things are at work. The question is, are you in agreement? if Joanna doesn't agree with what I'm doing, now we got a problem. If my kids don't agree with now we got a problem. Right Now, I don't need nobody else to agree. I don't (laughs) care. It doesn't matter. As long as my people understand. So my kids actually, they're just learning. They're just learning. My oldest is Mm not. She's just learning that this ain't normal. Right. Which is dope because her normal is, oh yeah, my dad, he's always at home, but then he goes on these sprints. I Mm -hmm. call them sprints. Mm-hmm. He goes out he sprints. He's in Tampa and he's in New Jersey and he's in, you know, whatever. And then he's back home. Right. And and then we have the time of our lives when he's come back. So that's how I move. It's it's very strategic. Amazing. But the most important thing is the agreement. And and when you when you and I got a contract, come on. We ain't worried about someone else's opinion Mm-mm. about the contract. We got some on, on, on paper. So exactly. for me, with my kids, with my wife, we got a contract. What can anybody say? Man, that's beautiful, bro. I you, I
0: think you really hit the head with something. Hit the nail in the head with that one. That's so many people. So many people think that you know it's got to be consumable for everyone when it's their own lives. And that's what I think. Just hearing your story from you know, since I met you, right, being afraid to to see a see a vert route, uh, to you know, (laughs) all the companies that you started, just growing professionally, spiritually, whatever together. Now I think. What I really want to touch on is okay. You're doing all these things. You're successful. It's flowing. A lot of people don't have the sort of guidance that you know Ooh. yourself. And I, you know, my dad yeah. didn't isn't a Hall of fame, but my dad's a Hall of Fame dad, right? Like it's a oh yeah, th- I love yeah. reading your posts about your dad. Super successful. Chiefs so great. If you're giving someone advice in college, right? Keep it short to them, Give them a minute. They're trying to mm-hmm. figure out what they want to do. They might not have that reserve of courage, you know, education, awareness, familiarity. How are you coaching them to help them be successful in the same way you, you're you now successful? Because I think for, and the reason I say this, and I think you more than maybe any guests I've had thus far, you epitomize what a lot of mm. athletes say they want, right? Mm. Post-ball, right? Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. I want to have... A beautiful big family. I want to make be able to make my own schedule. I want to be healthy. Yeah. Talk to talk to that talk to that. Talk to that senior <laughs> yeah. athlete. Let him or her know, you know, what is it, what is it that they should be mindful of
1: to get that. I, I think it's I said this uh on on social media the other day. Presence, discipline. Presence, discipline. Mm. With those two things, you can do anything. Mm. When you anywhere you are, be there. If you're if you're in this podcast right now, this is the only thing that matters right now. Everything mm. else is shut off. I don't even know anything else. Mm. It's the tunnel vision that we had when playing ball. It is. I am fully here because I need to extract everything out of this moment for the next moment, you know, mm. for my life, right? And I also need to give. I need to be obedient and give whatever I'm supposed to give in this moment right now, right? So the presence is major. The discipline is what happens after this moment. Like, this is a very inspiring moment like you and i we go from from the the film room to mm-hmm. like fast forward and we're watching each other uh, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's 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 a lot like we have the professional relationship version of what i had with Marcus van dyke of the playing <laughs> exactly. and following you all year all right. so with 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 way more like intentionality and like getting to see what he, what each mm-hmm. other doing so for, so it starts with presence be present in practice be present in 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 film study be mm-hmm. present in conversations Seize every moment, you know, for what it is and show up, Mm -hmm. show up and and, and be obedient to the moment. Mm -hmm. Surrender yourself, all the stuff that you got going on in your life. Just be here right now. Mm -hmm. Then the discipline is how do you take whatever you got from that present moment and then add that to the next thing? Mm -hmm. Now, what I would say, like on the quick, like real quick, you know, let me give them two things that, that, that will change their life. Number one, relationships are everything, everything you, you, who you hang with? We, our moms, our dads, grandma, everybody said this and we didn't listen. <laughs> hey, you are who you hang out with. Like you, birds of a feather flock together. And man, I'm seeing it now. Like I, I, all the cats that I rock with you, mm-hmm. uh Calvin, mm-hmm. uh, my boy, Eugene Monroe, who mm-hmm. was also a, a retired yeah. player, like all of my boys, we all move the same. Now, Some of us might be married. Some of us might be single. Some Mm -hmm. of us might live in the DR. Some of us might live in America, Mm -hmm. whatever, but we're moving in the same way. So you have to make sure that you find your people and don't just stick with people because that's your cousin. (laughs) Oh, uh, he has been with me from the beginning. Oh, that's my day one, man. Forget all that. Mm -hmm. It's not about day one. It's about today, this present moment. Who do you, who do you need to be in alignment with? So relationships is everything. And don't lose everything based on a relationship. Like, you got to be very mindful of who you bring in your circle. And if they're in your circle, now we go to another level. So now it's intentionality. It's communication. It's all the cats that I do business with, we also talk about heavy life stuff. I'm yeah. traveling with Calvin, yeah. you know, to Tampa uh, two weeks ago. And the whole flight, we're talking in, in, in the in the hotel room, we're talking about like, mindset and, and why procrastination happens and and mm-hmm. uh and then we're talking about relationships and right we're having these deep conversations and then we flip it and go okay we got to get ready for this meeting tomorrow yeah <laughs> all right let's do that you know so that's right. it, it you it um it's, it's like wide receivers they say it's all got to come together right you got to turn the head while pumping the shoulders mm-hmm. while stopping the feet it all happens at the same time not turn my head then feet then right. uh, like it doesn't work like that so relationships relationships relationship that is so important uh i'm not as much of a networker as i am an intentional person about connecting to an individual mm. see a networker you if you know a real networker they're gonna introduce you to five duds and then you're gonna meet one good person like because a the networker they like man it, it's just it's it's constantly happening i'm gonna introduce you to this person oh you might know this person oh this my but uh, i'm intentional like I came here to meet one person tonight, right? Like I'm going to meet one person and I'm going right. to make a connection or, Hey, I'm looking at, I'm looking through LinkedIn for this one specific type person or whatever. So relationships is everything. And then I'll say on the other thing, oh man, this goes back to di- uh, discipline, self-control. Mm. Like, like, if, if you're going to go out and you want to party, just remember that you're representing the organization that you're either building or working for. Just remember, you're representing the next opportunity that you might potentially get. Mm. You're representing your family, what you come from. You represent you're representing so many things, and so you have to be very, very. I'm. I watch how LeBron moves, and I'm so inspired. Oh. Like LeBron's like, you ain't even around over here, like, <laughs> I was wa- bro. I was watching the shop, and he was like, someone tried to crash his wedding, and he was like, um, they they literally all could sniff out that this person wasn't supposed to be there, right? Like. You got a solid team of people. If all they had to do was see somebody acting or talking a certain way, and they're like, "He's, He's not you, of a, nah, yeah, yeah. no, nah, <laughs> he, he ain't supposed to be." Here. Like that's right. the level. So for me, like that intentionality, that consistency, that self-discipline, self-regulation. Like I work really hard. I, I, you know, us, man, we're in business. We see a lot of BS. We get mistreated sometimes. We get people say little sly things, and I have to every time be like, okay. Do I need to speak to this? Like, do I need to mediate that? Do I need to let that go? Do you know? And 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 how am I going to operate around you know this specific issue? So that self self control, self regulation, man, is important. But I promise you, relationships is everything.
0: I love it. I love it. JG, man, I can't. I'm I'm so excited about this one, man. I'm 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 bucked up. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you taking the time. No doubt. Um, No doubt. People want to reach out to you. People want to engage with you. (laughs) <laughs> no pun intended. What is what's the best way for people to to find you, connect with you?
1: LinkedIn is is my like that's my that's my regular phone book. You right, know? right, right, right. I'm, I'm always on LinkedIn. Mm. I'm always um, you know communicating. I actually, stop putting as much content out because I'm getting ready to really drop some some stuff. So mm. it's coming soon. LinkedIn mm. is probably the best way to uh, find me. Uh, I'm also on social media, but you know the social media thing is like it's more for fun. You know. Yeah. Um, I want you to get to, I want you to be introduced to the person that I am. Um, right. so just be Jared. I'm mm-hmm. actually writing, a, I'm actually dropping a book. I just wrote it. Um, it's, it's almost finished uh, being edited. It's called D and, Ooh. and the, the, the purpose of the book is for us to experience the power of who we are as individuals and to allow that to be our operating system. Right. Because a lot of people <clears> are, uh, are, they're, they're an iPhone with an Android operating system. Like I'm Jared, but I'm trying to have Micah's operating system, so it won't work on your hardware. It doesn't work so So the book is all about being who you are. My dad would always say, "Hey, man, just be jared if you if you're Jared, I know you're gonna be straight. Come don't on. be Daryl, don't yeah. be Daryl, don't be this person, don't be that yeah. just be Jared, and that's got me to where I am today. I'm the same way everywhere. I don't code switch, mm-hmm. I don't you know try to appease anybody. I'm not trying to win nobody over like I'm <laughs> me, and look this water bottle was sitting in a pack of six water bottles over there. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed this one because it was just the right one. Right. You know, And, 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 and if I, I didn't grab the other ones and there's nothing personal with the other ones. So when I go places, I, this water bottle didn't have to disguise itself as a Coke bottle or, mm-hmm. or, a, or a Gatorade bottle for me to grab it. I just grabbed right. what, what was right for me at the time. Okay. And if we take that approach in life and mm. in business, the right customers or the right friends or the right relationships or the right, right woman or man. They're going to find us. So just be you. Because what's yeah. going to happen is if you're not you, they're going to grab it and they're going to grab it and say, man, I want some water. They're going to drink it and say, whoa, hold on. Why is there a Coke in there? And that's <laughs> what happens. People get in big, you know, relationship relationship issues. They get in yeah. breakups. Why? Because they were not who we thought they were. <laughs> 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 they looked it, you, hey bro. You know how many cats we play with that looked like they was oh. gonna be a baller, and then you're like, where, where did that? Trash. You know I mean? And now I we're older. We we, we yeah. might go play basketball, and the cat with the armband and the and the knee thing. And it's like, man, that dude probably about to be crazy. He's about to be like that dude in trash. Trash. Like so. So <laughs> life is about being you. This chair that I'm sitting in was designed to be the chair that it is and mm. we chose it so we could sit on it. This microphone, everything mm. is specific to, you know, what it's, what its purpose is. And I tell people all the time, your purpose isn't for you. right? Your purpose is for the world. Mm. So a, a chair's purpose isn't to be a chair. A chair's purpose is for someone to be sat on. If no one's sitting on it, it's not operating in its purpose, but it still has purpose. So for me, I'm going to show, look, now we didn't turn this into a whole session. What? For me. <laughs> For me, I I am Jared, and my purpose is to transform individuals' lives so that they could be a part of something bigger than themselves and experience the fulfillment of purpose while aligning with an organization, with a loved yeah. one, with a, this and that. That's my goal. So I'm not gonna be anybody else because if I'm someone else, you're gonna get a different outcome than what I'm designed to be, you know. And so that's the book dropping that soon. Go on LinkedIn. Or just be Jared, and then you'll get you'll get uh, first dibs on the book. Uh, and and yeah, man, it's, this is a big year for me. I'm turning thirty five. Uh, Come on. So so you know this this get ready this is, to join the club. This, yeah, yeah, man, this is this is that year, and I'm excited to um, I'm excited to capitalize on some things that scare me. There like that's what that's what I'm on this year. Like I literally write to myself like when I'm journaling, what scares you? Come on, and then I'm like. Man, let's like, go get it. going now for let's go going get for it. going for a fifty million dollar contract. Come on, okay, that's what we're going. Why for. Why not? Like, you know, Why keynoting not? at the biggest at the biggest you know function. Whatever. Okay, that's what we're going for. Let's do dropping a book and you never dropped a book before. You didn't have any ghostwriters. You wrote it all yourself on your iPad. Talk <laughs> that.
2: Like, Talk like
1: that. that's all of these things are are what I'm super excited about. And mm. one part of it is. Helping people with whatever I'm giving to to them, mm-hmm. but the other part is helping people see that they can do it. And I hope that they're gonna see more businesses. I'm gonna see more businesses, more books, more more workshops from other people because they saw or heard what I'm doing. You know, I love it. That's the goal. I love it.
0: JG, yeah, man. man, I can't say enough about you, man. This, man, likewise, this interview is amazing. I can't wait likewise. for people to see it. Um, I don't even know where else to take it. There ain't nothing. I, I, <laughs> This is one of those ones I have to just be quiet, man, and let man, you work, let you cook, man. man. I appreciate you, brother. We gotta have you back on. Yeah. Uh, have a good weekend, man. Bless, love you. You already know what love it is, too, bro. We'll See you yeah. soon. Signing out, Jared Green, man. Thank you, brother. All love.